Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have an outstanding guest for you today. His name is Andrew Richards. He's over at the College of Technology Incubator Office at Elson Floyd College of Medicine at Washington State University, that is. He's got over 10 years in the tech industry, and he's held many roles in software, Q&A with development processes, starting as a developer. He's been part of QA, software design, software architecture, and has has been hands-on in a variety of development environments. He strives with every challenge that he faces, but the beauty of the work that he does with healthcare is particularly interesting and why we wanted to have him on the podcast. So without further ado, just want to welcome you to the podcast, Andrew. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here and to chat a bit about some of the, the fun things I'm working on. Yeah. So anything in that intro that I left out that maybe you want to share? No, I think you nailed it uh, pretty well there. The uh, I've got quite a varied history of what I've worked on in the technology space. I like to tell people that I've done all kinds of crazy stuff from artificial intelligence and language processing to working on tax software and online gaming. So it, I've been involved with everything and little bits and pieces here and there and somehow landed in healthcare and health technology and I've never looked back. Man, that's awesome. You definitely have done a little bit of everything. So what made you decide to get focused on healthcare? Yeah. So one of my uh, previous companies I was working at and CTO of, we did a lot of service work and consulting work for different groups. And like I mentioned, we touched on you know tax software and online gaming. And we started having some health technology clients. And that really fascinated me. And it felt good to be working on, a, on solutions that actually had this impact on life. We knew that the things we built and, and fixed and improved would make lives better for people. And I clung on to that. And over time, I eventually had an opportunity to co-found a health technology company. So I jumped at that chance. And I've been in the sector ever since. And that's led me to where I am now at the Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine. Um, building this new technology incubator from the ground up. That's awesome, man. So now you're you're doing this incubator. You're seeing a lot of issues surface with problems that we have in healthcare. Out of all the things that have come up, Andrew, what would you say a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda today? What is that? So this is interesting is that 
I work primarily with uh, rural and urban underserved populations. That's the big focus for our College of Medicine. Mm-hmm. But one thing we've seen a lot of is ways we can be sharing data better. And that's evolving. We've been talking about this in the health tech space for, for quite a while. And, you know, the advent of fire and all these APIs and, and ways data is being shared. Blockchain, of course, being the big buzzword right now. Apple in particular has done a great job with HealthKit. And we've been working with all of that. But what I think is the next big thing coming out of this is the evolution of kind of patient experience type solutions, where as a patient owns their data, they're going to drive their own care. And who builds those solutions that allows the patient to drive their care? And I'm not talking about 25 siloed apps that run from different hospitals and clinics, because we see that specifically in these rural populations is everybody's different and segmented out. But what if, what about me as a patient? What can I use to manage my own care? How do we tailor those solutions? And so I see that as a challenge we're going to need to address sooner rather than later to really empower our patients to have better health outcomes. Now, that's a really great call out. And, and as you guys dive through this, Andrew, what would you say you and your organization are doing to create results with this incubator? So our, our incubator takes a unique approach in that many out there will look for really innovative and exciting technologies and you know, help improve them and rapidly validate their models and try to get them to market. Our big driving factor is the challenging healthcare environments in the state of Washington, and that's our goals in med school is to address that. So rather than building a single teaching hospital, we've affiliated ourselves with clinics and hospitals statewide. We just signed our 50th hospital and we're on track to over 100. It's fantastic. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We work with those affiliates to understand the challenges they face. And those problems are the solutions we go after as an incubator. And we look for technologies and companies that fit into that space, which has puts us in an interesting position where I've seen some amazing ideas that really, we don't really have a market for them through our incubator, that fantastic CRISPR research and innovative solution. That's awesome. I'm concerned at this moment about really high readmission rates in two rural hospitals in rural Washington. And as much as CRISPR research is fantastic, I need to worry about those patients right now. So our hyper-focused on our client base at the end of the day has really allowed us to to work on a very niche set of uh, problems and come up with some really exciting solutions. That's such a novel approach, you know, and you go straight to the folks that need what you need. I mean, come on. So many people build products and they think it's going to work. And uh, I think this, the, the approach that you guys are doing is definitely going to help generate some great ideas for the startups that you guys end up incubating. Exactly. And working directly with our affiliate partners allows the companies to rapidly validate their solutions. And you hit on a really important point. So much tech innovation that we see in the healthcare sector is built in a bubble. It's an engineer or even a patient or a provider that said, hey, I have this cool idea, I'm just going to build this app or this widget or, or whatever. And they don't have a place to validate that. They don't have the workflow to plug into. They don't have the end user telling them throughout the product development, hey, that's a great idea. I would love if that would work. I don't have time to use this. Or this would be functional if it worked this other way and I could fit it into my day. And we provide that. That's one of the really exciting things we put together is, is the ability to rapidly validate your, your ideas and solutions in a realistic environment and really work with, honestly, probably your first customers. That's awesome, man. And hugely valuable for startup companies wanting to get off the ground. What would you say, Andrew, a time that you made a mistake or had a setback? And what did you learn from that moment? Take us to that story. 
Oh, well, how long do we have? I've got quite a few of those. <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I've, I've made quite a few. But I'll pick one that really aligns to, to health technology. And that would be one of my startups I was working with in that we built a technology that we thought like, man, we better hurry up and get this launched. We're going to get beat to market. Everyone is, this is already going to be out there. And we thought we had this really narrow window to get it out the door. So we raced and we built and we launched this technology. And we thought the train had left the station, but we realized the train tracks hadn't even been built yet. We hmm. were so far ahead. And we've been approaching this as engineers and people in other technology sectors would have approached it. We ended up in the health tech in these meetings and presentations where we go, here's our solution. And then we had to back up and actually explain what the problem was and why you needed to solve it. And then you need to use our solution to solve it. We were so far ahead of the curve that we mm -hmm. sunk ourselves. And it gave me pause. And, I, and it made yeah. me really stand back and go, some of the processes and ways that innovators work outside of a healthcare space needs to be reevaluated. You need to take a look at a different lens when you work in the health tech space. And things move differently. There's regulations and procedures and payer systems and care delivery models and even the culture around accepting new ideas and technologies in healthcare is completely different than other industries. And there's these big barriers around it. Like, you know, you can't just, everyone says they want to quote unquote disrupt healthcare. We can't just flip a switch and disrupt healthcare. This isn't the taxi industry where you can just say to heck with it, I'm doing my own thing. And healthcare people die when we do that. So how do you work within a system and within those constraints to make those changes? And I honestly didn't realize how big of a hurdle that was when I first got into this industry. And it, it, it was a humbling lesson, but I think I've come a long way. And I, it's something I've been working with partners on quite a bit ever since those early days. Now, that's super valuable uh, realization to make, Andrew. And what about the other side of things? You definitely have had some successes. Can you talk to us about one of the most amazing leadership experiences or moments you've had in healthcare? Yeah, I would, I would have to say it was the, um, there's two components to this. So as we've been launching the incubator at the med school here, one of the big successes for us was raising the funds to drive it. Where mm -hmm. being in the startup world for many years, I've, I've, we've all done fundraising. <laughs> it's part of the hustle to build your company. And everybody we met with that had even expressed an interest in being part of our incubator, they said yes. Not only did they say yes, they exceeded our expectations. I've never batted a thousand when building a business on the financial side. And that was this mind-blowing, wow, we're onto something. And the story of that is we're community driven. This is about helping patients. It's about the um, changing outcomes and improving healthcare. That's our driver. The fact that we can generate some revenue too, that's great. But the reality is that's what we're trying to do. So that was a really proud moment for us, for me personally, was to see that, that buy-in. And the other component of that as well was meeting the companies and the affiliates that want to participate with us, where this started as, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this. And now we're at this point where all these elements have come together. And it's something I'm really proud of to see all of these things just click. You know, we're really excited to do the final, uh, the final formal announcement. We've kind of been doing this in stealth mode and the worst stealth mode ever because everyone knows we're doing it, but we haven't really announced who the investors are and who the companies are and which specific affiliates, but all the pieces are there. So we're, we're really excited to, to publicize all, all the good work come together, but seeing it happen it has been fantastic. Now, big kudos to you and your team, brother. It's Thank hard you. to get buy-in on that, you know, and, and to get somebody to not only buy in, but invest is a huge milestone. 
and very important. So big congrats to you guys. Well, thank you. It's been a long road, but the people that we've worked with believe in it and they resonate with this. The story resonates with them and they're excited to, you know, help change things. And it's great. So tell us a little bit about an exciting project or focus within the incubator that you're just stoked about. Well, I would love to talk about all the companies we're working with, but I think my legal team would come beat me with a stick. Yeah, so probably we'll not. not some of that, but I'll, I'll tell you something we've done in relation with the incubator. So a lot of people have done hackathons before. And you're just like, oh yeah, we used to do those five years ago. So part of the incubator's role is to interact with our med students. And for people that don't know, the Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine is brand new. Our first class finished their first year uh, in June. Yeah, so our second class starts in August. So we are literally building a new med MD program from the ground up. So we are we have this blank slate ahead of us. Nice. And the incubator is yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. And the incubator is part of that is we're owning the technology future of what healthcare delivery should look like for these students. So we started finding ways. How do we get students and the technology companies start playing ball together? How do we get them to interact? So we built a hackathon, which again, like a lot of people have done these. So we did an interdisciplinary hackathon here at the med school in April. And we had med students, but we also had students from all the different colleges at WSU, but also in the Spokane region. So, you know, Gonzaga University, a bunch of the yep. other regional colleges. We even had high school students come. Nice. And we paired them up with experts from around the region. We had people flying in from around the country to participate with us. And we saw students build solutions for rural healthcare challenges um, using augmented reality. They were using all kinds of just like cutting edge stuff. And it was great to see a med student working with a doctor, working with a developer, working with someone that does user experience design. And they'd all never met. And by the time they were done, they built these solutions. And three of them have already spun off into businesses. And now we have students that are coming out of this hackathon and they're doing they want to pursue their idea as scholarly work, which is a, a project that our med students have to do in conjunction with their curriculum. I think it's like 320 hours over three or four years they have to do outside of the workload of being an MD student. And the incubator is all weaving into that. So we're working on ways to teach med students to look forward, to critically think about technology, to kind of, when you go into a hospital and clinic, don't look at it and go, this is the way it's always been done. This is how I have to do it. Start thinking about what that hackathon was like. Working with the incubator, what was that like? Looking at an idea from a different lens. I think that's so interesting and a very novel way to approach, again, the whole medical innovation piece. So kudos to you guys and super exciting time to be working in rural medicine. The strides that could be made are pretty impressive. Absolutely. And firm believer that the barrier to entry is low. And I mean that in a very positive way that a lot of these clinics that we work with are independent or they're small consortiums and they're willing to try new things. You know, there's not that, that not culture of no, there's not 12 layers of lawyers and IT teams to tell you why you can't do it. It's a small group of people that are willing to try new things. We know obviously within reason that can help solve their problems and they're willing to have a partner come in and help them do it. Having a med school and a university and investors all willing to participate and all of us being on the same page and working towards the same goal has been just a delight to see all these things come together. 
No, for sure. Now, getting close to the end here, Andrew, great things ahead with this lightning round. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in the business of healthcare, the 101 of Andrew Richards. <laughs> and I got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? All right, let's do it. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I would say engage your patients. They need to have an amazing experience. And if you, your patients are engaged, ideally through maybe simplifying your interactions with whatever your healthcare system, automate where you can, you're going to allow your teams to practice the top of their license. Nurses and doctors don't need to take all the calls. Automate stuff like that. How can you make a patient interact with your system efficiently? They'll be happier and you'll deliver better care. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I mentioned this earlier. It's the culture of no. It's dismissing an idea just because you don't understand it. Or if you say, well, there's not 10 years of evidence to back that up. And understand, I approach that from a health technology perspective. So uh, not something that if you do it wrong, people are going to die. But be open, be empathetic, be willing to say yes and try new things. How do you stay relevant despite constant change? You need to set aside time to keep up with what's happening. A lot of specialists will keep up with what's happening in their field which you know makes perfect sense. We need to have time set aside for specialists to keep up with what's happening in the technology space. Or maybe people on your team keep up with that um, and inform specialists so everyone can kind of understand what's coming and, and best ways to use that to better deliver care. Great call out. Uh, what's the one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? Understand what your care delivery model is and how to best meet that. For us, it's challenging healthcare environments in the state of Washington. That above all else is our mission. So how do we deliver care, improve outcomes for patients, uh, reduce costs, reduce burnout, um, address all kinds of problems we've identified. That drives us. It's going to be different for every health system, but you need to understand what that core vision is and go after it. What would you say your favorite book is that you recommend to the listeners, Andrew? This will be kind of a curveball, but one of my favorite books is An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth by nice. Colonel Chris, Hasfield, Chris Hadfield. Uh, he was the first Canadian to walk in space, and he's, that book has awesome insights on life, on challenges, and just always being prepared for what life's going to throw at you. Love it. Listeners, you could find all of the questions that Andrew and I have just been chatting about the transcripts, links to the book that he just recommended. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Richards. That's Andrew Richards. You'll be able to find all of the resources there. Well, Andrew, time flies. And before we conclude, I'd love if we could just have you share a closing thought with the listeners and the best place where they could get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Just remember, specifically in this health tech world, you know, we're all in this together, right? There's we need to all fight that culture of no. We need to be willing to say yes. We need to listen. We need to have empathy. It's the only way we're going to change things. So find that niche, that one thing you're good at, and go for it. The best way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. My handle is at, at Andrew in Tech. I'm on there quite a bit, and I'd love to chat with you and carry on this conversation. Outstanding. Andrew, big thanks for spending time with us today, and uh, super excited to see where this incubator goes. Excited as well. Thank you so much for the time. Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single 
month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast.